We have reached the Elite Eight of the NFL season, and it's the divisional round starting tomorrow. And on Sunday, you got two games each day. And uh, all teams certainly have deservedly so got to this point through hard work, some luck. Uh, but the teams that are here definitely showed out throughout the season in the league. So first up on Saturday, you got the Bengals going to the Titans. Titans are three and a half point favorites in this one, 3.30 p.m. Central kick on CBS. Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. No one's really talking about the Titans, but the big news with them is they get Derrick Henry back. He has not played since week eight when uh, King Henry, as he's known, was looking like a legit MVP candidate out of the backfield. Um, he was probably going to push 2,000 yards, if not for his injury, and he's back for the Titans. and. Who does that help out? Probably Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's numbers were obviously better with Derrick Henry. Um, frankly, which quarterback isn't greater uh, with a, a great running back? I think uh, good duos like that quarterback and running back can really help out each other. And so Tannehill now has a bit more of a safety blanket when it comes to the running game and even the passing game. For the Titans' defense... Uh, their last five, they've been improved in 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 the scoring department minimum. They're giving up just under 13 a game, which is one of the best rates in the league. Uh, they do have they do have three pass rushers who uh, have tallied eight or more sacks throughout the season. I think they're the only team in the league that can have a claim to that. So that's something a stat that no really no one else really talks about. And um, their secondary is. Okay, if they have their number one and number two corners, um, and against the Bengals, who have Jamar Chase, who's certainly the best rookie receiver this year, uh, one of the best receivers overall in the game, uh, they're gonna need to focus in on him, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, and the rest of the Bengals' weapons if they want to keep the game in reach. Um, but as for the Bengals, they're having offensive line issues. The injuries for them keep piling up. Uh, they're also missing a, uh, defensive lineman, uh, or a defensive lineman who would help them significantly in stopping Derrick Henry. Uh, but that's not going to be available to them. I will say the Bengals, they are five and no against AFC playoff teams this year. Uh, Joe Burrow is just carrying a lot of confidence and swagger into this game. He's just put the city of Cincinnati on his back, just, he's breathed a lot of life into the Bengals franchise franchise who, which has been pretty dormant for the past 20, 25 years. Um, they, the Bengals have not been to the AFC title game since 1988, which is like the longest drought uh, in the NFL. So um, could I see them winning? Yes. But th here's the thing. The Titans are at home. They get Derrick Henry back. Mike Grable, uh, believe it or not, is um, eight and no when he gets more than eight days between games. Um, he's just really good at prepping against a team when he has more time to think about it. Um, the Titans, I think they feel a little bit, they're flying under the radar because like they are the number one seed, but no one talks about them. Like uh, people are saying that the chiefs are better than them. The bills are better than them in their own conference. People are like, Oh, well, uh, the Packers certainly, and maybe the Bucks and Rams over the NFC could beat the Titans. Like, I think the Titans low key feel a bit disrespected with how little people are talking about them. People view them as kind of an underdog, even though they're a favorite 
uh, according to Vegas. And I know the Bengals, they overachieved a little bit this year, winning the division and winning a wild card game. Um, I think Joe Burrow would want to go as far as he can, even if it, it is to the Super Bowl. But um, with where the Bengals franchise has been the past 20, 25 years, I think this this season has been a massive, massive, massive success for the, the Bengals franchise. So I'll take the Titans to win and cover the three and a half. Um, I, I definitely see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and company putting up some points. Um, but I just think the Titans with Derrick Henry back there are a little bit more well-rounded, um, actually well more well-rounded. Um, they'll have a more balanced attack. And eventually I think they're going to wear down the Bengals defensive front and uh, they're going to open up the play action pass with uh, AJ Brown, uh, AJ Brown, Julio Jones and company and Derrick Henry, I think is going to have his way by the second half. So give me the Titans to win in Nashville and move on to the AFC championship game. And uh, if they, if the Titans win, they will host the AFC title game in Nashville, which will be quite a party in Nashville if that happens. So we move to the Saturday night game, which is the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Uh, 7.15 p.m. Central is the kickoff time on Fox. The line has moved from uh, Packers minus six to Packers minus five and a half, and the over-under is 47 and a half. So 49ers, they got a huge win last week versus the Cowboys. Um, and that game was something to behold. I think 50 million people watched that game, which is like the most viewed television event since last year's Super Bowl. Um, so that really tells you that a lot of people cared about this game. Uh, the 49ers, they held on. Uh, they they honestly could have blown out the Cowboys if they didn't settle for field goals on some drives. And if, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy G didn't make a couple of, of uh, ill-advised throws and the Cowboys... They made some questionable decisions, and now their whole offseason is about to implode. Should they fire Mike McCarthy? But that's for another video and another discussion. But to this game on Saturday night. So Jimmy Garoppolo, he's playing through some injuries. His thumb is is bothering him. His shoulder is bothering him. Um, The third time, this will be the third game in a row that the Niners are on the road in a kind of tough environment. They played the Rams on the road to close out the regular season. Of course, they're coming uh, into Lambeau after playing uh, at AT&T Stadium last week in a Cowboys environment, which did have quite a bit of 49ers fans, but I don't think uh, Lambeau Field's going to allow 49ers faithful to travel that much uh, like they have the past couple of games. We'll say Jimmy Garoppolo, he has a 77% uh win rate on the road 20 he, his record on the road is 20 and six as a quarterback which is is pretty impressive one of the best marks in nfl history uh and he's running back elijah mitchell he did not play when the 49ers and packers played earlier in the season out in santa clara but he is back for this matchup and of course you have debo samuel who is such the best swiss army knife player in the league this year he can catch the ball he's uh, run the ball. He can even throw the ball. He's a very big physical playmaker on offense for the 49ers. And he's a really big X factor for them too. If they want to keep up with uh, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And if Trey Lance plays at all, maybe that's a wrinkle that Kyle Shanahan wants to throw into the game plan to throw off the Packers. But 
I highly doubt that Trey Lance is going to be a focal point of this game. Um, if he is cool, but I, I don't expect that to be the case. Um, as for the Packers, uh, under Matt LaFleur, this is impressive. They are 24-3 and three at home under LaFleur, which includes the playoffs. Um, so they rarely lose at Lambeau, and they're undefeated this season at Lambeau. Um, Aaron Rodgers, though, here's the key. Against the, against the 49ers in the playoffs, he is 0-3. He has never beaten the 49ers in the playoffs. Um, but here's the thing. Here's why I think he'll get his first win versus the 49ers. Uh, his best lineman, David Bakhtiari, comes back. Um, the Packers' top cornerback, Jair Alexander, who's a former All-Pro, and Zedaria Smith, one of their better linebackers, they come back. And and, and Devontae Adams is, hands down, a top three receiver in the league, maybe the best in the league, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he just cars up any defense that really comes his way this season. And the, the, the Packers are just playing like, they're so relaxed. Aaron Rodgers has such a relaxed demeanor to him when he's out on the field. He's just, he, he he's the most talented quarterback in the league today, for sure. Uh, he certainly has played like an MVP. He's, I think he's the favorite to win the MVP in back-to-back seasons this year, uh, which is quite something because, you know, he, he's in his late thirties, but he could go for a few more years if he wanted to. Um, So the 49ers, they have a good pass rush with Joey Bosa and company. They have decent linebackers. Um, and their second, the secondary is the weak point. So that's where Devontae Adams could attack them on defense. Um, and with that being said, the Packers, of course, they have Lambeau Field, which gets really cold this time of year. Single-digit weather. I think it's like six or seven degrees is the forecast. So I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, this The 49ers, they're coming off a nice... Uh, a feel-good win over the Cowboys, um, but I think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers will pick them apart eventually. Um, with Bakhtiari coming back, um, the protection for Rodgers is just going to be even greater than it already was, which is pretty good. So I go. I know the 49ers are a, a good team, and they went on the road a lot, and Kyle Shanahan's done a good job of turning their season around um, after a 2-5 and five start. But in the end, I think Rodgers... Uh, we'll get the best of the 49ers and, and and the like. So I'll take the Packers to win, cover the five and a half. And I, in that case, I'm picking the Packers to host the NFC title game next week in Lambeau. Okay, moving on to the Sunday games. Uh, two really good games on Sunday, too. Rams at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are a field goal favorite over under set at 48 and a half. This is a 2 p.m. Central kick on NBC. Very, very uh, big heavyweight matchup in this game. Extremely heavyweight matchup uh, between Rams and Bucks. Um, Jalen Ramsey is only going to need to focus on Mike Evans because Antonio Brown's no longer with the Bucks for obvious reasons. Uh, Chris Godwin's out for the season with torn ACL. Um, you know, there's Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Bright, OJ Howard, the tight ends. Uh, but Mike Evans is really only the big wide receiver threat, and Jalen Ramsey can just focus on locking him down. Now, Mike Evans, I think he's going to have at least six or seven catches in this game. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's going to be a lockdown corner on Mike Evans, but that'll be a fun matchup to watch. Um, if Tristan Wirfs plays, he's the right tackle for the Bucks. then they're, they're in a lot better shape. He's first-team All-Pro 
played almost 800 snaps and had only one holding penalty, which is amazing. Um, their center, the Bucks center, though, is hurt, so Brady's going to be missing him. I will say Brady, he is 5-0 and with the Buccaneers in the playoffs since he joined them a couple years ago. Um, but he's 0-2 so far in his matchups with the Rams. Um, the Bucs, they definitely need to have a balanced attack. They, the Rams' rush defense is not as strong as people think it is. Um, so that's the key for the Bucs to have a balanced offense. Leonard Fournette needs to go off. Um, and Ronald Jones as well. I think he comes back too. And bottom line, Brady, in his career, which is quite a long career, he's 15-2 and two in divisional round games, which uh, he, so he virtually never loses in the divisional, in the divisional round. Um, and, and he's playing at home in Tampa. So the odds are definitely in the Bucks' favor, but the Rams will be a tough matchup. Now, as for the Rams, uh, of course, on the defensive line or defensive front, they have Aaron Donald, and you have Von Miller coming off the edge too. Uh, both elite, elite pass rushers. Uh, Von Miller's not in the prime of his career, but he's still a really good pass rusher. Aaron Donald's, of course, the best defensive lineman in the game. Matt Stafford, the quarterback for the Rams, he's playing with a lot of momentum right now. Uh, but he does not have the playoff experience that uh, that Tom Brady does. He got his first playoff win last week versus the Cardinals in Los Angeles. But this is going to be tall order going down to Tampa Bay. Um, if the Rams do not run the ball against the Bucks defense, which is the best against the run, then Stafford's going to be forced to throw and find Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, and company, uh, and try it. And those receivers will have to bail out Stafford. But if the Bucks stop the run, then I see I don't see how the Rams win the game. A lot of people are high on the Rams, but I just trust Tom Brady at home over Matt Stafford on the road. It's just a ton of playoff experience and knowledge versus very little. Um, I know Sean McVay has been to a Super Bowl in recent memory, but Brady's been to a few of them, and the whole Bucks roster won the Super Bowl last year, so they know what going on these deep playoff runs is like, more so than the Rams. Uh, it'll be a nice heavyweight matchup, a fun game to watch, but in the end, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers to win and cover the three-point spread on Sunday afternoon. And the Sunday evening, Sunday night game is the Bills at Chiefs at Arrowhead. So this is going to be a really fun heavyweight matchup as well. Chiefs are two-point favorites, uh, 5.30 p.m. Central kick on CBS. Over-under for this game set at 54.5. And, and I'll take the over on the 54.5. I think both these teams have great scoring offenses, and I think a lot of points are going to be scored. It will. I will say that the Bills do have the number one ranked defense in terms of yards per game points allowed and third down, third down defense. Uh, but the chiefs in the past 11 games, 11, 12 games have been one of the better defenses too, in terms of scoring at least. Um, and head to head Patrick Mahomes is two and one versus Josh Allen. Josh Allen did get his first win against the chiefs. I think it was in week five at Arrowhead, something like that. Um, and this, and this game, although Arrowhead can have some wacky weather, I think it's calling for about 45 degrees and sunny uh, at kickoff. So that's perfect weather for these northern Midwest slash Midwestern teams. Um, so the offenses will have a lot of, of, of favorable conditions going for them. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, between the two of them, and McCole Hardman, the rest of the Chiefs' offensive weapons, they should... 
be able to find some room in the Bills secondary. Although the Bills secondary, which is coached by Leslie, Leslie Frazier, the D coordinator, they're 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 not um, not the easiest code to crack per se. But uh, I I have the confidence that the Chiefs will do now. This is not to discount Josh Allen at all. He has been lighting the world on fire. He lit the Patriots up for 47 points last week in which they scored on every one, scored touchdowns on every single one of their offensive drives. Um, I think they scored seven touchdowns on seven drives, which is just absolutely insane. Um, the key, and, and he is the Bills' entire offense. Devin Singletary, their best running back, is really more of a receiver scat back. He's not a true between-the-tackles three down bruiser back. You would think of definitely not like a Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor or something like that. Um, so the chiefs, the, the weakness of their defense is the run defense. They're near the bottom half of the league in that category. So Chris Jones, Melvin Ingram, Frank Clark and company re- really need to tighten up um, on the defensive line and hold their own against the bills offensive line, which is not that great. They're mediocre. Um, so that, the, the trenches could be the key to this game and who and who gets the biggest plays. And for the Chiefs to stop Josh Allen, I think you need a bit more zone and maybe even more quarterback spies because um, looking up and doing some research, uh, the, the Chiefs with Steve Spagnola as its defensive coordinator, they like to run a lot of man-to-man coverage. And with that type of coverage, Josh Allen can take off more and there's not there's wide areas of the field that he can just exploit and get big chunks of yardage when everything breaks down in the pocket or none of his receivers are open. But the chiefs, I think if they play a little bit more zone and if they spy on him a little bit more then they, they might have a better chance to slowing him down. Um, well, and we'll see if, if Spagnola wants to do that. And the chiefs are looking for their fourth straight appearance in the AFC title game. That, would be quite something if they accomplish that. But um, with all of it, all that being said, this is going to be a fun, fun game. Chiefs win, but barely. This will be probably coming down to the last possession or something. I'm going to call it 38 to 34. That's going to be my prediction for the game. Both, te- both teams are going to put up points. Um, they're going to Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes will be a fun matchup this time around and for many years to come, but I'm taking Mahomes and the Chiefs to get the job done at home in Arrowhead. All right, so a couple other items before we head out for the weekend. Uh, Mike Mayock, the Raiders GM, is going to be fired. He uh, had to deal with Antonio Brown a few years back, but he leaves after three seasons. We'll see how the Raiders go forward because they might be firing Basaccia and getting a new head coach. I don't know. And also with Georgia, who won the national championship a couple weeks ago, they are getting, uh, they will be minus uh, one of their quarterbacks on the roster from this past season, JT Daniels. He is transferring into the transfer portal uh, to another school. Uh, I've heard rumors he could go to Auburn, which would be interesting, or some other schools, but he's not going to replace Stetson Bennett, who won the national championship with Georgia and Stetson Bennett announced that he's going to be back for his last year of eligibility with Georgia to see if the Bulldogs can run it back and win another natty. But bottom line, JT Daniels transfer portal. Second time he's transferred when, after he transferred from uh, USC to Georgia, he was looking for another school. All right, guys, 
Thank you for checking out the pod this week. Uh, a lot of great football this weekend and college basketball is in full swing with conference play too. Uh, so we'll be doing March Madness preview and conference conference tournaments are coming up in just over a month. Uh, college, it, the basketball scene is just flying by and March Madness will be here right around the corner. And with the NFL, the Elite Eight, the Final Four next week with the conference championship game. So more in-depth previews coming your way next weekend with those games. But for now, thank you for checking out the pod this week and tell your friends and family about the show. Anchor.fm, anchor.fm slash Lance Sampson if you want to support. I appreciate any support you can give me. And I will talk to you next week. Take care.